Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. It is great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. If you didn't know, today is International Day of Awesomeness. So the shout-outs are all around, and uh, I'm going to give my official shout-out to our most awesome Robin and most awesomeness Amber behind the glass. Thanks for making it all work and happen today, and I hope you're finding some awesomeness out in your world today. Uh, In this final segment, I want to talk a little bit about uh, where we are as a country and what's coming next. Obviously, there's a lot of turmoil going on as we move through primary election season and uh, dealing with the coronavirus, far too many have turned that into a war cry rather than a rallying cry for the country. Uh, we've got to get past that. We've got to get down to what do we do and how do we do what's right for the country first uh, and then deal with the political fallout second. Good policy, good principles uh, always uh, turn out to be good politics in the end. I wish people would recognize that and understand that. Uh, I was reflecting this morning, just thinking through how this uh, day was going to play out. And uh, I was thinking back uh, last fall, uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch, uh, Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, came here to Utah. And uh, he was uh, a guest at the uh, Orangey Hatch Foundation. And he had just this fascinating conversation uh, with Judge uh, Caroline B. Uh, McHugh, uh, who they sat together on the uh, circuit court uh, for almost a decade, I believe. And it was just such an interesting conversation between the two of them. So here they were on this uh, court together. Uh, She was appointed by President Barack Obama. Uh, He had been appointed to the the circuit there uh, by George Bush. And they went through all the different things and, and how they talked in the chamber and how they communicated and how they would go back and forth on issues and cases. And they were there for a long time together on that court. And even though she had been appointed by President Obama and he by President Bush, uh, when it all came down to it in terms of cases, there were only three cases when they voted differently. And that was so surprising to me. That was a that was a wow moment of holy cow. Uh, we aren't that divided, are we, really? If we allow people to look at the principles, if we allow the process to work properly, uh, that kind of discussion between members of the judicial branch was was really timely then. And I just keep going back to this because as citizens, uh, we would do well to kind of model that behavior of having a different kind of policy or principle discussion, uh, even when we disagree. So so Gorsuch, of course, is, is an originalist when it comes to the Constitution. His his view on proper separation of powers was is very clear. 
uh, seems convinced that much of the nation's incivility has to do with the failure of the branches of government to stick to their constitutional duties. So he he talked about this, Justice Gorsuch. He talked about the weaponization of words, the demonization of political opponents, the the abandonment of honest policy debates in America and how they've just been vanishing. And then he got to the real important thing, that the reason, the reason for this uh, is Congress continues to abdicate their authority and judges abandoning their constitutional role to simply interpret the laws Congress creates and the president signs. So we, we've seen that. We've seen that a lot over the last number of years, over a decade, where there's been this heightened interest and increased incivility surrounding nominations to the Supreme Court. Uh, we saw this spill over last week uh, when uh, the minority leader, Senator Chuck Schumer from New York, took to the steps of the Supreme Court while the Supreme Court was in session and delivered this tirade. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Now, I'm just going to hit that again. That is so wildly inappropriate uh, for anybody, let alone the minority leader of the United States Senate, uh, to make that kind of threat, that kind of divisive rhetoric on the steps of the Supreme Court uh, while the court was in session, uh, to me, is just inexcusable uh, and should be reprimanded. Uh, but it, but it has really got me thinking that, you know, these, these confirmation battles that we see on the courts, uh, they're really driven, you know, by all kinds of things as it relates to how the country is being governed. And so currently that the court's playing this outsized role in the country because whenever the legislative branch abdicates its authority, so when Congress cedes power to the executive branch, the executive branch is going to take it and the executive branch is going to use it. And when the executive branch, regardless of whether that's a Democratic administration or a Republican administration, when the executive branch wields that kind of power, when they govern by executive order, uh, we have to remember that what is done by executive order regularly and routinely ends up in the courts. And that's why these court nominations become so critical and so important. Uh, it places all kinds of immense pressure on the judges at every level uh, to rule for policy results rather than appropriately applying the plain language of the Constitution, which is their job and their oath. Uh, Justice Gorsuch has uh, written that the true art of judging requires the courage to strive for the correct result, not the popular one, not the comfortable one. The justice has regularly argued that good intentions and a desire to deliver whatever seems to be good policy has been at the center of most of the worst Supreme Court decisions in America's history. Uh, I think that's so telling that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Just because you want to be helpful doesn't mean that it will be helpful in the end. Uh, so it's important, again, over the past decade, uh, congressional majorities of both parties, along with the president of both parties, have contributed to a lot of the dysfunction that we're, we're seeing and the incivility we're seeing uh, in Washington. Uh, my good uh, friend James Walner uh, noted in the Washington Examiner that the Senate 
will not work if senators are unwilling to make it work. Uh, he, uh, he actually cited this 1963 speech by Senator Mike Mansfield of Montana, who said, it's not the record of the majority leader or the minority leader. It's the Senate. <coughs> Excuse me. And the, uh, the Senate is where it all happens. Senators are not victims out there. Uh, they each have their role and each individual senator can wield their power. Uh, but often they don't. They abdicate it. And that's the problem. Uh, and so I think as we, as we look at how this all continues to play out, um, each branch of the government has to do its part to promote civility, fulfill its responsibility to constituents uh, and to the institutions of government while they're upholding the Constitution as a whole. Uh, to me, that's so critical. And it's also incumbent on each of us as citizens to do our part, not just to obey the law but to lift the Constitution and promote harmony and civility in our public discourse. We've got to get to that. So when uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch was here in the state of Utah, he, uh, he wrapped up his remarks, uh, and it is the title of uh, a book he has written, words attributed to Benjamin Franklin, that uh, when Franklin uh, explained the Constitution and the Constitutional Convention, uh, he talked about it as a republic if you can keep it a republic if you can keep it now that's uh, that's not just a good title for a book <laughs> it's a good goal for the nation and it's a perfect reminder that while the balance of political power and the proper function of the branches is important it's the civility and goodness of the people that fuels drives and empowers america I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL's Inside Sources. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, make sure that as you go out in the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.